Studios, it's time for The Rush with Podcast Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. The fan base, um, for whatever reason, felt like they were going in the wrong direction with Lincoln Riley. In comes Brent Venables. They think they automatically got a massive upgrade within their head coaching position. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but where do you stand on yeah. where the program was going and where it now might be headed under Brent Venables? Um, I don't think the program was necessarily heading in the wrong direction under Lincoln Riley. Um, I think Lincoln is an excellent coach, um, especially on the offensive side. He's an excellent offensive mind, and he's had great production. I would say that the program had plateaued. Rush is back. Final hour. Teddy Lehman here. Tyler McComas in studio. 651-3439. Air Comfort Solutions text line. 329-9000. Law offices of Rod Polston. Oklahoma tax resolution line. That was Greg McElroy. uh, Just um, incredulous that Oklahoma fans would think that Brent Venables is going to do a better job than Lincoln Riley did. And... It's just fascinating. It's fascinating. Yeah. Can I tell you what maybe the most fascinating aspect of that is? Is the fact that, like, what does the SEC represent? I know they've changed styles here recently, and it's more of a wide-open league. But the SEC claims itself as, we play the best defense. Yeah, they're tough. They run the ball. I mean, they they are nitty-gritty type of football the exact opposite of Lincoln Riley and OU just got a coach that's way more in what's worked in the SEC than what Lincoln Riley is so for them to like fully support and be just flabbergasted that the cute air raid philosophy type of guy why OU fans are happier like that doesn't add up to me right because it goes against everything that they believe in I I don't know I honestly, I don't know if, if if we're being trolled, like there's a big group conspiracy. I don't know if they just don't know what they're talking about or what they're looking at. I don't know if people are desperate for Lincoln Riley to do well at USC to, uh, to get the Pac-12 more involved. If- Blanken cares about the Pac-12. I don't know. Oh, God. I'm tired of hearing about that. No, it, it's, it's Until the Pac-12 cares about the Pac-12, we shouldn't care about the Pac-12. I mean, you got... Let's take a look at Texas. Texas has been terrible. And there's no way around it. Well, that's putting it nicely. No way around it. They make a head coaching hire of a guy who was the offensive coordinator for Alabama the year they won the national championship, hired as Texas's head coach, cheered, applauded. Everyone says, what a home run hire this is. This is amazing. Sarkeesian, it did okay at Washington, uh, was let go really quickly at, Southern Cal, 
But because he was the offensive coordinator at Alabama and he went to Texas, cheered. If if Brent Venables would have came, let's just say that Clemson didn't didn't have a down year this year. They went ten and three, uh, didn't win the ACC, didn't go to the playoff. If if Clemson had won a national championship like they did in eighteen. And then Oklahoma makes the hire. Is it viewed totally differently? Like he's a completely different guy that that was a defensive coordinator on a no, national championship I, team. I mean, in maybe a, a little bit, but it's not an overwhelming flip that it's a great hire. Well, it, it, it would have been a great hire if Lanning would have came to OU. I know what well, because he came was from that Georgia. And it same thing if if BV came from Alabama, then it would be looked at as oh my god, this is this is an unbelievable hire. And we we had on uh, we had on Chris Landry LandryFootball.com earlier, and he hinted it, and it's exactly right. The people that cover football at a national level, they don't really know a whole lot about football. They look at final scores and kind of base their opinions off that, but there's not a real deep knowledge of how things really operate in the sport. There's a base level knowledge of things, and that's really about as far as it goes. Well, that doesn't speak for every guy, but there's a lot of guys that don't know. What in the hell they're talking about? This is Greg McElroy. He won a national championship, didn't he? At 09 in Bama. Yep. He should know what he's talking about. I know Cole Kublik does. I've had plenty of football conversations with the guy. He played the sport, played at uh, uh, Auburn. So I don't know what's going on. It's fascinating. Almost, a f- you can hear in his voice, he's almost offended that OU fans think that they're going to be better off with Venables than they were with Lincoln Riley. Just so, did they think that Lincoln was going to roll into the SEC and dominate them? I I felt like the the thought is, uh, oh God, they oh, hell boy, that cute little football you got going to get dominated. Maybe they're scared now. Ah, uh, that I think you hit it. Think you hit it. They wanted Lincoln Riley to stay at OU. Why? Because they saw what Louisiana State did to them in 2019 and what Alabama did in in 18, Georgia in 17. They saw that. They know it. They know that the there's there's a weakness to be exploited. But with Venables, he's the unknown, right? He's he's got the credentials. He's won championships everywhere he's gone. That's I think you hit on it. I think you hit on it. They're trying to convince themselves that Lincoln Riley would have been better. Like they wanted Lincoln Riley on Oklahoma whenever they made the transition to the SEC. I mean, I would have if I were if I yeah. were them. Yeah. Some real flaws uh in the program. I think and, that's it. Yeah. I think that's it. It probably is. I don't know what was a, what was a worse question, that one or this one? <laughs> so to summarize everything, Teddy went on a Birmingham radio station today, and they really wanted to ask him, oh my God, it's ridiculous 
that someone claims OU is the best program. And why do you guys think that you're going to be better off without Lincoln Riley? That's really what they wanted to say. That's, that's the reason why they asked Teddy to come on today, for those two things. And seriously, someone thinks OU is the best program in the country? How dare OU post that to their Twitter page? Right. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Odd. It is odd. Uh, it, it, was, it was fascinating. Like I, like I told you earlier, I went in expecting one thing and was like, you can kind of tell by my reaction that I was that was not the question I was expecting to start things off at all. Um, and it was, I guess it wasn't early in the morning, but it was in the morning, and I hadn't wrapped my head around having to maybe defend something the AP put out, but. I don't know. That's where we are. Kendall says, Mr. Greg has lost my respect. Sean says, the question to Ted sounds like, oh, you fired Lincoln and not that he left. This one says, why does Teddy sound like he's on a flip phone? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I was, I was on a cell phone, which it does. The quality does sound like crap. I'll, I'll agree with that. Um, wish it was a little bit better. Does it? Let me see here. Yeah, that's not the best quality of, that yeah. I've ever heard. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm I was I was amazed by it. Continue to be amazed by it. But I think you I think you found the real reason. I, they knew what they were getting with Lincoln Riley. Yeah, okay, they're going to have a flashy offense. They are, but we can beat them in the trenches. We we know he's not going to put a big emphasis on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, recruiting, um, giving resources, paying it, like playing complimentary football to help them out. We know what we're getting. We know we can beat him. With Venables, he beat Alabama twice for a national championship, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Um, the team that McElroy, uh, as you say, almost passed out that they weren't listed at number one on this list. Right. So they know that not only does Venables – you know, know how to beat Alabama in the in the top of the top game. He's got Turnip Seed, who was instrumental in in helping Saban turn Alabama around and get that thing to where it's humming. They know that Venables took him to Oklahoma. They know that uh, he's made some good hires when he brought in Lebby, who diced up the SEC statistically. Uh, at Ole Miss, running the football, throwing the football. That's what's going on. They're pissed that Lincoln Riley is at USC and not at Oklahoma because they knew that they could beat Lincoln Riley. I just want to make interesting. Yeah, I just want to make sure I have this right. Okay, so that that AP top twenty-five. They yes. Okay, so. The number one ranked team, the AP's annual national champion or number one ranked team, receives 25 points. The number two, uh, the number two team gets 24 points, and so on. So that's how they that's how they did this. So at 25, you had Iowa, 24 Ole Miss, 23 Washington, 22 Wisconsin, 21 A and M. God, A and M all the way back at 21. LOL on that deal. Mm. Arkansas's at 20. Michigan State's at 19, UCLA's at 18. Any massive takeaway thus far? I'm kind of shocked that A&M is in the top 25. <laughs> Clemson's at 17, which Clemson's a nice program, not a blue blood. This this proves that. Yeah, it My- proves that they've they've had they had the flash what in the early 80s and then 
the flash here in the last decade. Same thing with Miami. They're at 16. Have been a great, have been a dominant program for small stretches, but I do not claim them as a blue blood. No, agree. Florida at 15. Florida State at 14. Man, all those Florida schools are right there in line. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? Well, yeah, because they they have all kind of been the same. You went from Miami in the 80s, okay, to uh, FSU and Florida in the 90s, and then back to Miami in the early 2000s, back to Florida in the the late 2000s, then to Florida State, and then no one, right? So they all kind of rotated their times at the top. And they were at the top, though, yeah. during their time. Yeah. Florida State was the best program in college football for a small stretch. Florida, yeah, yeah. during that Tim Tebow, Tebow era, era, you could say that. And, of course, Miami's been that a couple times. Auburn at 13, Georgia at 12, LSU at 11, Tennessee at 10, Penn State 9, Texas 8, Nebraska 7. Any Anything there? No, I think what you're what you're starting to see is whenever you grasp the total picture, right, we're in the we're in the top ten now, and you already have two of the former Big Twelve teams. Whenever the Big Twelve was like the Big Twelve and the Big Eight, I know Texas wasn't Big Eight, but you're starting to see that like that was a dominant conference for a really long time yeah. to where you could acquire all these points to be in the top. Yeah, Nebraska at 7, USC at 6, Michigan at 5. Then you've got Notre Dame at 4, Ohio State at 3, Bama at 2, Oklahoma at 1. Yeah. Now, it's pretty close between OU and Bama, but OU is at number 1. Yeah. 1,136 points, Bama's 1,129 points. Wow, that is close. That is close. And the national championships – are are big clearly but you know like that's the thing is outside of a few patches Oklahoma is even in in what we consider down down years usually a, a top 10 or fringe top 10 team like I'm not talking about the eight and five years I'm talking about like last year Right, we probably yeah. were we in the top ten last year. Probably right there around number ten. Uh, they, I think they just finished outside, maybe number yeah. eleven. Yeah, so it ended up being. and and last year was was what all Oklahoma fans would consider a down year. And that's the other thing about that that interview. They were trying to convince me that last year was some good year. Lincoln Riley had a good year, and we're acting like it was really bad as he's leaving town. And that's not the case. People were pissed from the opening game throughout. Does OU have the most national championships in college football? No. There, there is a lot that they do have the most of. It's, it's been the most consistent program in college football history. Yeah. I don't – I mean, outside of, you know, one decade, they've been consistently – they've been consistently right there at the top. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to take something away from some, from some other programs, that's fine. Don't, 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 don't try it with OU. That'll show your ignorance. Well, it's – but it goes back to the the same thing with the question. It's like I didn't say that, and Oklahoma didn't say that. The AP said that. It's almost like they expected OU to be like, "Oh my God, no! Have you seen what Alabama's been doing recently?" And this is OU in all caps, by the way, right. on Twitter. No, no way, we deserve this. That actually probably would have gone really. That would be funny. All right? Oh. 
we don't we we don't deserve this. We know we've been great for so long, but we we really we really don't deserve this. Please, please give it to someone else. Um, I don't know. Fascinating stuff. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on. Stay with us. Riverwind Casino and Hotel bring you the final hour of the rush on this Thursday. A few texts to get to. Blaine says McElroy and Kublik were shaking. I sure hope so. It's pretty pretty bad questions there, guys. You're forgetting that Bama claims 69 natties in the past 50 nice. years. That is that is accurate. Yeah, if you haven't, go do some research on some of those national championships that Bama claims from back in the day. You'll say, huh? Really? Huh? Yeah. Huh. Um, but the AP doesn't factor that in. They only factor in their national champion at the end of the year. Could it be that many of the national college media know more than you give them credit for and that maybe your selective, speculative homerism is coloring your narrative? Just asking. Yes. Yes, there's totally – that is a – that's a legitimate question. That's a legitimate question. We also have guys out there, though, that have picked Baylor to win the Big 12, and they end up winning one game the, the entire season. Yeah, so. uh, no, there's, that's There true. are some smart national media guys. I don't want to lump them all into one group, but there's also some guys that are hot take artists or really don't know what they're talking about. Here's the thing, though, and I, I want to address that because I do think it's important, and I do have to think about it from time to time. Um, I am definitely biased towards Brent Venables. He he was my coach. He um, I, I spent more time with him at when I was at Oklahoma than anyone else. I know him on a very deep personal level. I'm definitely definitely biased, but just because I'm biased doesn't mean that I'm wrong. Right, if if Greg uh, McElroy says that Alabama has the best program in college football right now, he's totally biased. But guess what? He's not wrong. You can be biased and still be right. Um, I I watched this program intently, every snap, uh, film. Inside workings of the program, conversation with coaches on the coaching staff about what's going good, what's going bad, what needs to change, how they would do things differently. I, I'm, I'm biased, but I'm also way more informed on OU. On other people across the country, I'm not. I am just, sure. I'm winging it, okay? But on, on this, there was complaints by me a long time, uh, like not the entire duration of Lincoln, but 
pretty close we to were it. in a uh, oklahoman article uh, a little over a month ago both of us for how critical we were at times about the previous you know ongoings of the program do you remember <laughs> what i documented you remember what i told you at the rose bowl practice uh the baker was, mayfield wasn't sick and he was faking it no i, I really don't i was i was shocked and appalled at what i saw for a practice building up to a college football playoff um, specifically on the defensive side, how little the, the position coaches did. Uh, it was all like Mike Stoops was having to do it all himself. Everyone else was just kind of standing around. It, it was, I was shocked by what I was looking at. It was unorganized. It was weird. It, you know, it was weird. And I, I just continued to see stuff like that. Um, I always go back to the strength and conditioning situation. I'm biased in the strength and conditioning world. I may I may put way more of an emphasis on it than is needed, but you know, whenever you see the teams that win, most of them have the best or thought of to have the best strength and conditioning programs in all of college football. And we didn't have that. And Lincoln Riley, you know, made the move to to he made he made that change, and I think that triggered a bunch of things down the line. You know, yes, I'm biased, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm wrong. And I could be proven to be a total idiot. It would not be the first time in my life, but I, I will I will consider that they know more than I do about OU. I will consider that. I know my take. I know the information that I have. I know what I've seen. I know what I've witnessed. I know what I've already seen the first month and a half, two months since Brent Venables took over and after the question you pose and looking inward, I am just as strong and confident in how I feel about the program. You mentioned an in- interesting name there. Um, I would love to get real insights in a real opinion, and he would never do this publicly. And maybe what I think he would say is, you know, the complete opposite. Maybe he say that he thinks Lincoln's awesome is going to do great. But I would like to know what Mike Stoops thinks the next five years of Lincoln Riley's career is going to look like. Yeah. Because he really saw, especially there at the beginning and the practice that you're talking about, as weird as it was for you to witness that Rose Bowl practice, I can't imagine how weird it was for him to stand around and probably be like, oh my God, I've never witnessed anything like this before the biggest game of the year. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, he he had to coach the DBs. He had to coach the linebackers. He had to coach the scout team. Everyone else was just standing there looking at their script. I couldn't believe it. We didn't know it at the time, but looking back now, it's easy to see. Once he was hired as the head coach, that pretty much put the final nail in the coffin for Mike Stoops. It was, it was a matter of when after that because they were never going to run a system, an offensive system, or conduct a program to help out the defensive side of the ball. And Mike was already blamed for a lot and disliked at this point, but when that hire was made, that was, yeah. that, that was, pretty, that was pretty much the last nail in the coffin for him. I mean, it really was. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying that Mike was, was perfect or, you know, shouldn't have been let go during that time or anything. I mean, but it, that was – there's no way that he was going to succeed after that. You know, this is the one problem with with coaches making more and more and more. You are f- 
like the more money you make, the more beholden you are to the people that hand you your money. And you are far less likely to do it your way, do it the way that you believe it needs to be done. And, you know, because of the money, you end up saying, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, we can make that work. Instead of doing what you what got you to where you are and what you believe into your core, it ends up being, yeah, okay, we can make that work. And that ultimately is not how you win at the highest of highest levels. You have to have complete and total conviction in how you're running your program and how you want to run your program, and nothing can pull you off that course. Yep. Uh, you want to talk about pressure? Yeah. Here's some pressure for you. There's odds out on Arch Manning on if he'll win a Heisman Trophy Woo. or a Super Bowl. <laughs> Super Bowl? There's Arch Manning odds of where he'll go to school. Um, you got $100 in your pocket here. Are you putting it on Georgia plus 200, Texas plus 250, Bama plus 350, Ole Miss plus 500, LSU plus 2,000, uh, Florida plus 3,000, Ohio State plus 3,000, or Tennessee plus 3,500? I'm putting it on Bama plus 350. I would go – I'd put 100 on Tennessee – and I'd put a hundred on Bama. Will Arch win the Heisman? <laughs> yes, only play, pays you plus two fifty. No, plays you uh, pays you plus t- or minus two hundred. I wonder what those odds do if he goes to Alabama. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> right? they're already not great odds as it is, especially for uh, the no. yes. If he goes to Alabama, it's probably going to drop substantially. Will Arch win the win a Super Bowl? Yes, is plus three hundred. No, is minus four hundred. That's ridiculous. Man. I'll put four hundred dollars to win a hundred on that. But Are you kidding me? Yes. Let, just think about this though. I <laughs> Eli and Peyton both played I fifteen or eighteen years in the NFL. He hadn't even started college yet, so you're going to have to wait. A quarter of a century to collect on your one hundred dollars. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> you could, there's like you're the casino that you bet that in. There's a good chance it won't even be around whenever it comes time to collect. I, I, I was telling Parker, and I, and I bring it up with Parker because the the whole Arch Manning stuff just drives him insane, which I love. But I've never seen Heisman odds on a kid that hasn't even committed to a school yet. And I've definitely never seen Super Bowl odds on a kid that's still in high school. That's wild to me. Well, and what? really kind of unfair. Uh, it is unfair. Shouldn't we start with Willie win a state championship? Has he done that? <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe he's won two or three straight. But. Yes, minus uh, 8,000 is probably what they have it at. Uh, maybe They're that's Newman. Maybe it's frowned upon to bet on high school sports. I don't know. Uh, I don't know why it would be. Is there Everything's a, action. Now that we've got the uh, – the rule being, or the the law, I guess, out of committee, being voted on at some point in time in, in the uh, Oklahoma legislature, is there a law against, like, like, what does the sport have to be in which you can place odds and take wagers on it? You know what I'm saying? Like, what what is the... What, can you place a line on a high school game? No. 
Uh, women's basketball doesn't have odds. WNBA, as far as I know, they don't. They may they may have odds like out in Vegas, but but I never see them. Is it because people don't bet on it, or is it because it's against the law? WNBA. One of my buddies and his Vegas buddies were out there. Like those were easy lines to pick off, and I think they kind of took them away because they were easy lines for people to pick off. I, I don't know about WNBA lines. To answer your question, I have no idea. I don't know if it's illegal to bet on high school yeah. games or what, but I never never see lines for it. But I don't know why it would be illegal for high school and not for college. Yeah, I, like I what, don't know. what's the like what's the threshold there? It's an honest question. Which uh, here's something funny. So I lived in Vegas when I played in the UFL, right? So Vegas, there was a couple of sports books, and maybe they all had it, but they had the UFL lines on there. Oh, nice. And <laughs> I'll just tell you, we cleaned up. You bet. You betting a paycheck oh on? God. Did you bet on your own team, or did you bet on a, a, a opposing teams? I don't. I think we always bet on opposing teams. You didn't Pete Rose it and bet on your own team. I don't. I would have, th- dude. Think so. Well, I, I'm not. I, I, I know, know. I never did, but I'm telling. There, I guarantee some guys on the team. Did. Yeah, I, I know. Um, you're trying to make it back to the NFL, and that's great. But I'm trying to make a paycheck. I'm throwing games and betting <laughs> against my. I mean, seriously, Jeremiah uh, Masoli, you better be throwing a couple picks there, bud. Was he your funny. quarterback, or is no, he the no, Omaha no. quarterback? Omaha. Yeah. Omaha. Your quarterback was... J.P. Losman, one year. Uh, now at OU. Tim Rattay, one year. Now at Oklahoma State. Man, that's odd. Yeah. And then the third year, what was his name? He was uh, he played quarterback at Rice. He was actually, he was actually pretty mm-hmm. good. Um, he, he killed people running around. But then... <laughs> I... Uh, this leads me to a funny story. I berated him in front of the team one time. Mm. He so he used to kill people running. Like he dropped back, scramble around. He 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 was kind of like Baker, small guy, but he was athlete. He's probably faster than Baker, but he would run and he just torch people. And then he stopped doing it. And. We were in a team meeting waiting on coach to come in. And I walked over and asked him, I was like, why haven't you been scrambling around picking up first downs? He told me that him and his agent had a discussion and that he didn't think it would represent him well in the NFL by scrambling around and he needs to show that he's more of a passer. Bad call, bad call, bad call. Bad call. I, I Dude, just like, I would have lied. If that was true, I would have lied to you. I'm not going to say that to you face to face at a team meeting. I was like, I, I was shocked. You should have seen my face whenever he said that to me. I was like, what the? It was not good. Did not go over well. But uh, he's a good quarterback. That's funny, though. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left. Stay tuned.
Tyler and Teddy, we're inside the Brian O'Haver studio on this Thursday. Having an easy time making it over here today? Yeah. Yeah, same here. Highways, yep. I-35, my drive was pretty clear for the, for the most part, but it was like a still, what, I started, uh, I, was about, I was on the I-35 around 11.15, 11.30, it was still like a graveyard for cars, there's still wrecks happening out there. Really? Yeah, well, yeah the, the surface roads, it is, it looks like snow, but it's not, it's, it's pretty much a solid sheet of ice, so it is super slick, um, I can see that if you live in in a neighborhood that's because the neighborhoods don't typically get cleared. If you're in a neighborhood that's got some hills to it or a driveway that's, you know, got a grade to it, I could see how some people have some real difficulty getting around out there. Yeah, I had to take an alternate route last night um, because I'll go I 35 to the exit off the highway to 23rd Street. And if anyone knows that exit, you know which one Straight I'm talking downhill, about. It's yeah. like a roller coaster. I'm like, eh, you're probably not going to take a chance there. I'll just cut through Midtown and go that way instead. Nice, yeah. Uh, the I-35 looked pretty good. Now it's staying cold, so there's not going to, and it's going to be there's not going to be any sun out. I don't think until Saturday or Sunday, right? So I think what you see is what you get, at least for the next couple of days. I don't see any melt off happening. Maybe some sun on Sunday at, at some point, and you'll get some melt, but <sighs> is until that, then. Is that all going to lead to a very disappointing crowd on Saturday at 11 a.m.? Yeah! This team already, you know, I, a lot of people already feel a certain type of way about it. 11 a.m. tip-offs, no one likes that to begin with, and when you factor in the weather. Mm. I hope this isn't the case, but I feel like it's not going to be a great Bedlam crowd at the LNC. Hopefully I'm wrong. Yeah. I really hope I'm wrong, but I don't feel like I am for this one. Yeah, it's uh, a good question. Is Toby going to get all fired oh up on the gosh. broadcast? He will mention it. He's, ah, man, he is. He's not wrong. He, he's not wrong. He's at the tipping point. I don't even know if he's at the tipping point. I think he's already all the way over on it. But, yeah, I mean, this team needs – this team, more than any other here recently, needs the support of a home crowd. Like, here's the season on Saturday, right? If they lose this game on Saturday, and I know that NCAA tournament hopes already look kind of grim, but you can win the last three games of the season, win a game in the NCAA tournament, and you'll be fine. You'll 18 wins on the year, you'll be fine. If you lose this one, that's when it can really spiral out of control if it hasn't already. So yeah. this is... I know we've been calling this game a must-win, that game a must-win. No, 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 no. Saturday is the definition of a must-win for this basketball team. And it would be nice to have a really good crowd out there. I, But, again, being realistic, I, I just don't know if we can count on that. When they played at Iowa State, was that one of the games where he brought it up about how good the atmosphere was? Yeah, but he really brought it up. Tech? The, no, the Texas game before that, the home game they lost. Right. He said, you know, OU fans, um, this team's going to go on the road to Ames. They're going to go on the road to Lubbock, and they're going to be greeted by full houses. Yeah. Which, you know, there's not much of a argument to be made because I, when we played Iowa State, weren't they kind of in the same boat as us record-wise? Totally, yeah. So, not, not overall, but right around the same conference record. Yeah. So I guess, you know, and, and they did – they were in the in the top ten at one point, or right on the verge of the top ten, anyways. So, yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know what to I don't know what to say. I I, I agree, but I also am realistic and know that I just don't expect it to happen out of nowhere and the the fans are going to they're going to show up in droves to see a winner. And if that's not there, it's going to be tough sledding to get people to show up, man. Can I read you a random tweet that uh, Tony Casillas put out today? Yeah, I'd love that. I just, I just found it. <laughs> it says this. Just talked to my son, who is a junior at OU. With Russia invading Ukraine, they're concerned about the military draft. Hmm. Am I missing something here, or do I think that that's... Do I think that... Putin has bigger aspirations than just Ukraine? Yes, of course I do. I guess I don't see a military draft coming to the United States here quickly, though. No. You would have to have an escalation on a world scale that is dramatic. And my guess is you'd probably even have to have one threaten at home. You know, there has been a lot of talk, and I guess – I didn't see this, but I saw someone reference it that China has been saying kind of the same – like maybe even stronger language about Taiwan. Yes, they said that uh, today. Yeah. So and, – and there's always been a lot of talk about China trying to expand, mm-hmm. um, you know, through through that area, especially in – what is it, the South China Sea and that whole area? That I mean, there's been... Here's what it, China announced today that Taiwan is not Ukraine and is an inalienable part of China. Right. That's what they said. Yeah, so I don't know. You'd have to have, you'd have, to have some massive, massive escalation across the globe before uh, it ever came to a draft. So I could understand, though, uh, being someone of that age to be worried about the draft sure uh, but i am very very yeah, very i don't think it's going to come doubtful. to that anytime anytime soon no thank you totally right. agree all right quick time out more from the rush coming up we'll wrap it up next stay with us